1: It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, back with a second podcast of the week because this is an MWDP. Get in. It's a midweek domestic podcast as we look forward to the final round of the normal premiership season, round 22, the all-important round 22, and the hunt for those playoff spots. Uh, JB is here as usual. Hello, how are you? In the rugby dungeon, very well. and, uh, And Phil is in the rugby dungeon as well. Hello, Tim. Socially distanced in our workplace. Absolutely.
2: In our, yes, quite. Well, my workplace now is... Oh, it's in North Wales, isn't it? Because Beardmore & Co., independent financial advisors, I might add, is based on London So I'm not even sure if I'm good to work now. It's total lockdown over there. Is Obviously, it really? In Conway, it is. My holiday there, we've had to kick out some bloody guests for next week. Oh, it's nightmare. costing me money. It's costing me money now, which uh, which really upsets me. Nightmare. But, yeah. So... Looks like uh, I'll have to take a view on whether I can go to London on Friday. I've
1: got a week to Greece, uh, half term. Of course, you and have, and that's the one I keep. I keep looking every day at the the, the daily figures for Greece. Hang on a minute, They're still it's... so low. They're crazy low. But I can just imagine they're gonna they're gonna spoil it for but me. <laughs> Do
2: you need to go into quarantine if you spent all week on the Maltese Fal- uh, uh, Maltese Falcon just off the Greek islands?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm put, I'm I'm just hoping because. Uh, Boris's dad quite likes Greece. He'll oh, take yeah. care of it. But Isn't he Greek or Russian or something? No, he's Turkish. So yeah, actually, that's one. that would be a reason why they would just shut Greece out. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely, it would be. As well as everything, uh, everything else, because he's an awful authoritarian. It and ru- and rugby and rugby, yeah, yes. yeah,
3: no rugby, yeah,
2: no crowds. they can all be let out in handcuffs until we play rugby again. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Right, right so, so, we, so we've got round twenty-two to look forward to. We, we've, we've seen the midweek games. Um, I, uh, it pretty much went down as we suggested it would. No, not exactly it, whether it was five points or four points as, as Phil predicted, but in I, the main, I, I was one
3: point out, out of yeah. my, my four predictions. My out of four twenty points, I would yeah. I predicted nineteen, and the teams actually secured twenty. So yes.
1: What so. was As in when when Phil uh, right, when you, yeah, Phil yeah. wargamed how the season would would play out. Uh, he he said how he thought round twenty one would go, mm. and of the of the four teams that are chasing those three remaining top four spots, uh, Phil predicted there would be nineteen points gathered by them between them, and they they gathered a full twenty. And it was it was wasps that let, let me down
3: because um, I only predicted they get a four point away win at Quins, um, albeit it, it, they left it late, <laughs> and it was only oh, thanks to way? the Ilya Ilya red card mm. that they actually. Um, came back into it and it was only with uh, four or five minutes ago that they actually secured that bonus wonder, point. Has
2: anyone sent a memo to the wasp players saying you're not that talented Stop, stop playing so well? Because <laughs> they, it, if they have sent, a, sent it none of, them, none of them have actually read
1: it. Well, it, it seems like they they read it and then got another memo on about 60 minutes going, oh no, any joking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> play oh, okay, yeah, sure. I
2: thought they were brilliant, actually, um, in parts. Yeah.
1: Quinn, Quinns Quins were good. were
3: great. In the, Don in Brandt that, was great. In that period between Don Brandt coming on and Elia Elia getting sent off, Quinns were brilliant, and Don Brandt and Marcus
1: Smith in particular were exceptional. Yeah. Yeah, on, on the young fly-half issue, Jacob Umanga had a bit of a stinker, as he did against Sale. Um, that's not to you know detract from the great performances he's, he's put in. Marcus Smith has been consistently very good. Mm-hmm. And if, if if he did want to pick uh, another 10, then you, I think you'd probably say that Marcus Smith is, is ahead of Umanga and it's just a question of where's Joe Simmons fits in in that picture.
3: Yeah, Joe Simmons is Joe a Simmons, great question. Because oh, that,
1: that try that Marcus Smith scored this week,
3: I mean, I can't see Joe Simmons scoring one like that. But then his, his try was so good against mm. but isn't Simmons Toulouse. To lose. On that stage. And his overall control play is just s- such a high... But like, you
2: look it. at Smith and you look at Umanga and who do you see, really? You see a younger version of Ford, Yeah, don't you? You look at just Simmons and you see a old, a younger version of Farrell. In my, oh, yeah,
3: but, but it's definitely they're on that trajectory. Yeah.
2: So maybe it's not a case of does Joe Simmons fit in? Joe Simmons is the cornerstone and one of the other two boys has to play around him.
3: Mm. Yeah, but I, I think those three, because they they're all much younger, um, they'll have... Many years to fight that battle after the next World Although Cup.
2: Although they will be fighting it.
3: They, will be. Uh, they I, will be. I do agree.
2: Marcus Smith seems to be a cut above everyone else. He, he's, he has
1: such he classy does, moments, doesn't
3: he? Yeah, he does some amazing things. Like he, when he, that, So that try this week, and when he stepped round uh, renowned speedster Dan Norton, yeah. the other week just skipped round him as if he wasn't there uh, about three weeks ago.
1: Should we talk about this game as we're on it? Well, uh, just on the Marcus Smith thing. There's one thing Austin Healy said in commentary a couple uh, <laughs> about this, a week is this or the so gel ago. Thing? The, the hair, saying cut your hair. You can't be touching your. He, he did, there was one little injury, a breaking play, and they were talking about Marcus Smith, and and, and Austin uh, sort of said. No, um, you just got to cut your hair. You watch him. He touches his hair all the time. And as, as Austin said it, Marcus Smith gave a big sweep of the hair. And then another one, as they were on him. And then another one. He does touch it a lot. It's
2: a weird... When he said that, I thought, ha, ha, that's funny. And then I heard other people say, what a stupid thing to say. And I thought, like, you know, he's probably right. How many times have you been on a rugby field and you've looked at a guy who's done his hair beforehand and you can see, like, this white sort of thing dribbling <laughs> down the side of their face? you like, what the hell's that? Oh, yeah, it's, it's like hair wax. I mean, it, it is a thing. But isn't hair wax going to be grippy? <laughs>
1: no, oh. hair wax isn't grippy.
2: It, well, it is when it dries. It d- I mean, that's no. why your hair is. No, you've you got,
1: you got the sticky spray for that, if you want that. Yeah. I, I never I, got on with the sticky spray. No, I know. I mean,
2: I never. the sticky spray is stupid, isn't it? Because what if you want to pass it? Yeah, I was going to say, when <laughs> you and want yeah. to do
1: the little offloads, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Must
2: be tr- well, it depends uh, if you want to dummy the offload, in which case it works perfectly,
1: right? <laughs> and I don't like
3: training with something that's different to what you're going to play in. Yeah. So unless you're going to sticky spray every time you do a bit of passing practice or catching practice, you're a you're making everything different. The, the worst
2: one was grip mitts. The sit, the sit, 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 mitts, sit mitts is, sit is mitts. what have nah, yeah. done. The graded introduction <laughs> and then
3: removal of the tips, the fingers.
2: They were the, the rated tips. They were rated for six games, or maybe less than that. So you know, if you're a student and you want to look like Andy Good, say like I did back in the day. Um, <laughs> You buy your gloves and you train them because you want to look like the coolest in university training, right? And then you realise that after, what, two two,
3: week, tr- two training, training sessions, sessions, two games, two, yeah. all
2: the grip has gone, and you need to buy a brand new pair of stick mitts for, I don't know, how much were they, like 25 quid? I
3: have no idea. I not much, but they weren't. they were there right a lot
2: a tenner, of money when you 12 quid. No, they were more than that, I'm sure they were. So I remember getting a pair for Christmas and being absolutely delighted with them.
3: I can honestly say I've never worn them and never wanted to wear them.
2: Oh,
1: I wanted to wear them. I really <laughs> wanted to wear them. I remember, I remember thinking cycling shorts look really cool, so I got a nice pair of long cycling oh, shorts yeah. to go under my shorts.
3: Now you're talking about I always love long cycling shorts. It's
1: kind of like coffee, right?
2: So with coffee, I think the
1: best way to have your coffee
2: is black. The reason being is if you have it like with a tiny bit of foam or a bit of you know, caramel syrup or whatnot... You're always at the mercy of not having caramel syrup available should you go somewhere and they can't serve you your coffee. These these narcissists that have very specialist coffee, they can't possibly envision coffee without all these bits. Well, the same for rugby and rugby kit. So I always then decided from now on I'm going to train and play with shorts, no cycling shorts, socks and and top. That was it. It doesn't matter the weather or where (laughs) I am. So I'm not reliant on cycling shorts. or. And I forget everything um, all the time. The only thing I can be guaranteed to bring is socks, boots, shorts, and top, and not often not even that. <laughs>
1: See, I, I'm not much of a. I'm not particularly. Uh, I don't have a great. Despite my job being like media and all that, I, I don't have much of an ego, and I'm not a massive narcissist. But I do remember when I really put some work in around my university years on, on my squats and um, and uh, cleans and all of that, and my I, I had. I had good quads, mm. and it, that was all it was about. It was what so what length cycling shorts is going to make my quads look best, be- and the ones that came just below the shorts were, so the, were yeah, the best. Yeah, you should put a little trim, just a little, little trim, cuff. Yeah, on little, you know, a it Have you ever seen um, a <laughs> quad cuff?
2: <laughs> Have you ever seen Belgian blue cows?
3: Yes, right. be- I love Belgian blues. Let <laughs> me find a picture. Do you, do you know
1: what a Belgian no, blue? No, don't know what. This what is? you know? What Belgian blue cow is? What I, kind of man are you? What, as in a cow? A cow, yeah. yeah. Belgian yeah. blue yeah. cow. Oh, okay. Right.
2: So with Belgian blue cows, what they do is they get a little um, razor and they shave the fur. Oh, yes, word. I do know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so go yeah, on. Right. So they, they, they shave around <sighs> the musculature of the cow or the ball or whatever the, whatever it is. So you can appreciate the, like, the size and the, and the, the musculature. The musculature, yeah. It makes me think we should make cycling shorts, maybe holes in which would fit, fit around the quad area. So if you th- Or in some way, maybe...
3: But you could have some shading. Yeah, to so accentuate the yeah. Well, de- like, definition.
2: Yeah, so like tights so are basically see through, right? Yeah. Like, there's nothing to say you couldn't have different shades on uh, you know, tight material. Well, well, yeah, and on this,
1: and, all, and going back to the Quinn's game, tr- trying to sort of dovetail us back in there. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, of course. Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, Wilco Lowe, the new South African tight prop oh, of yes. Quinn's, who got hammered in the scrum, by the way, uh, yes, by Ben Harris. He got monstered by Ben Harris. But. His quads are immense, and I was so disappointed that on his right leg the last two games, he's got this great big bandage that he wears, which just totally covers up. They, when, when they have the close-up shot of the scrum... Is it for jumping? No, no, obviously <laughs> for an injury. Uh, he's and, about uh, 21 stones. Yeah.
2: He's <laughs> not a good prop, though, but it looks and, like uh, it.
1: well But it totally, on the close-up shots... Uh, from, you know, when Quinns were going in one direction. It just totally ruined any shot of his quads, which is yeah. a, a travesty. Yeah. But mu- not as much of a travesty as how many penalties he conceded. Oh, my word.
2: I mean, Wasps, they do certain things well, right? And we've discussed this, that, you know, the way that they play the way they play the game, the way they offload the ball, the running game, all the things you associate with, with Wasps, they do well. But for them to be scoring portion over tries and dominating the line-out, uh, Gaskell was absolutely hammering the line-out. And in the scrum as well, they, put, they scored a push-over try. That's amazing. That's actually amazing. Um, so they've got an entire game now. What was even more amazing than them being able to scrimmage and execute set-pieces really well was the fact that Quins didn't fold. I thought if Quinns were basically there for the taking, by about half-time, that game should have been done and dusted.
1: Mm, I really think you notice Wasps without Joe Launchbury. Yeah. Well, I mean, because yeah. they 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 look twitchy, and they just I I just I, I was watching that game thinking if if Joe Launchbury's on the field, they do probably do that. Mm. They do probably just like just a calm voice, yeah, when things get a like, little bit. I
2: think all of his appearances, or sorry, his appearances probably match that of half the squad.
1: The, um,
3: Launchbury's appearances, yeah. Yeah, you're probably not far wrong. Well,
2: he's probably he's probably got a hundred plus appearances for Wasps, if not more.
1: Probably close to two hundred appearances. So
2: if you add up all the appearances for everybody else, maybe line,
1: maybe Dan Robson aside. Well, Dan Robson's—he must have a hundred. Yeah, but oh, how, but a lot of them but, for for Gloucester. Gloucester.
2: Yeah. I mean, Dan Robson's up there, but Umunga's not. Um, Go, any copper's got Bassets
1: must have a few by now. But yeah, yeah, I, I take your point. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. So he's important because these guys are just playing. They're playing freely and openly. Well, hang on a minute, I'm going to backtrack now. They can play freely and openly. <laughs> what they did against Harlequins, which I really liked, was they narrowed the game, particularly in the second half when uh, Alia Alia went off. And I remember Comms saying, like, oh, well, the space isn't going to be there, it's going to be out wide because Ashton's off the field. But it doesn't work in that manner. The way you manipulate the space out wide is not just to throw the ball wide and let people drift onto you, it's to hammer up the middle until they commit the men. And then there is space. They, did, got to they earn. did maybe
1: do it a yeah. little bit too much for a period where they kept getting pinged at the breakdown yeah. by, have, by Rob Shaw and Will Evans, who were both great. But again. you
2: have to do it until it works. There isn't an easy option. You either do that or you kick it away. But you can't just move it wide for the sake of moving it wide because that's when yeah. you're really turned over. You've got
3: to earn the right to go wide. Yeah, and it, Never more so than um, when someone's in, in the bin or off the pitch. Mm. you really got to earn it.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think what sums them up is um, Ogre, who I obviously love. Barbary, who I think everyone else is going to start loving soon.
3: Barbieri, yeah.
2: Just the fact that they can play everywhere, and they do play everywhere, and they're meant to be tight forwards, but they don't play like that. You know, there's, um, there's a lot to like about Wasps. There's not that much really to like about Harlequins, I must say, except for their two players. Brandt and, Brand Smith. and Smith. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, really.
3: Don mm. Dombran, Dom he's... His ability to read the defensive line yeah. and the timing of the pass of the guy ahead of him, yeah, the guy who's giving him the ball, no matter who that guy is, whether that guy is um, a prop forward, um, a lock, or Marcus Smith or one of the other backs, he seems to be able to just have that knack of timing both the pass and the
1: defensive line. And the angles that he runs... It's just amazing. And this is why I think he can step up and do really well on the international stage, because Mm. he has one of the best rugby brains of any player in the premiership. I I do agree with the rugby brain.
2: So I've got reservations. I tend to think that he picks his moment, which is obviously a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. But what if there are no
1: moments for him to pick? What does he do then?
3: um you well you've got to find the moments and yeah. that that's
1: what he seems to be incredible at but he's playing yeah, yeah but if if but if there are no moments, then no one will be able to find a moment. but if there is the potential for a moment, he's a guy that well, will find it well whereas there there are lots of other players who might be faster, fitter um better rigs better rigs, all the rest of it, but, of it but 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 what differentiates anyone can do that stuff? what differentiates the great players? Is that they think that fraction of a second quicker? They they do yeah. something slightly different. They read what's going on in a very uh, in, in in a way that other people don't. And I think he's got that about him. He definitely has the
2: the things you can't coach thing going on. Mm. But I just wonder: is he going to work harder in the pick and go game? Is he going to work harder on the latching game? Is he going to clear his rocks? Because it does take an awful lot of effort to. Get out of the rocks and get out of the latching to sort of find that space and then and the, and then run on to it. I wonder if you can do everything else to a high enough level to warrant him being able to have that free role particularly at international level where everyone's got to pitch in
3: so what what mm. i would what I would say to that point is that, that everything that you've just listed there are the basics the easy stuff mm, really he's, easy. Well, he's got he's he's definitely got the the ruby brain it's whether he's got the um the hard work to do the ruby ba to add those um, those high-effort but low-skill-based things yeah. to his very high-skill-base
1: and very high-intelligence um, game.
2: Can he be Don Armand? That is my question. Well, <laughs> what, what,
1: what England need, uh, would need him to be if he got a chance is Billy Vanapola. And, and what, yeah. what's maybe in his favour, looking to England, although I don't think Eddie Jones will go in this direction is that he, Eddie seems to have very clearly defined roles for each of his back row positions. And actually, if Don Brandt played a similar game to Billy Vinopola, it would bring out the best in, in him, I think. Because Billy <sighs> yeah. I, I, a lot is the major contribution, although he does lots of things, Billy Vinopola, he does a lot. But his main contribution is punching holes as a ball carrier.
2: Yeah, and I think he punches them differently. I think he just runs into masses of men... He wins huge collisions you don't really see that many very smart lines from Billy like a centre you see him bludgeoning his way I'm sure he can do it I'm sure he does do it but he bludgeons his way through I don't really see that from Don But again it doesn't mean he can't do it mm. maybe he's just doing something else Yeah. And that's, and that's my question what else can he do let him play an play, play Exeter for you let's see if he can do that well yeah and I'll put it,
1: I'll put it this way imagine Billy Vanapolo with the ability to spot a weak shoulder in the way that Alex Don can when like, was when was the last time you saw Billy Vanapola
3: in a thirty yard try? Not that
2: often. Do you know who I think? Very infrequently,
3: but Don Brandt seems to do it like it's, it's multiple yeah. times a season. Do you know who
2: I think is a better picker of angles than Billy Vanapola? Mako? Yeah, Mako is awesome at it. is good. Mako is so good at that. Maybe, maybe, that, maybe that's what Billy Villapolo looks like if he was good at picking angles. Mako.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I think we I think we should we can, we can talk about games and stuff, but I think we let's just focus on this top four race.
3: Yes. For, yes. And,
1: and look at this final weekend. Because um, the, the games on BT Sport, by the way, hot off the press this. They're all on BT Sport. Because oh, oh, they're mean. all three o'clock. Oh. They're all three o'clock. So there will be a studio programme. So, if I was going to say
2: which games are on, I'll yeah. just guess. Yeah, go on. The biggest game, the biggest game I can think of of that weekend is going to be Wasps. And they, I imagine that's where they're putting all of their top
1: talent. Oh, I mean, I totally agree with you. Let's have a look where I'm going. Oh, yeah, I'm going to Wasps. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, so there's going to be a, a studio build-up um, which will build... There's two live games being shown. I don't think every game is being shown this time because when you look at it, there are... I think there's two main games.
3: Yeah, yes. there's two main games in my mind.
1: And um, so, the, on BT Sport One, I believe I, fact, I might have the channels wrong, but the the, the main game will be Saracens against Bath. Yeah. Yes. Now, because the send off for Saracens. Yeah. Will they go big and have a big last dance send off at home? I I I suspect after the game in Racing. Um, I I did speak to Mark McCall and he he just can't, he he said, we're going to wait and see what we do. We're going to decide what we do over the coming days. And by that, I I mean, I I don't know what he meant, but I'm guessing what he meant was, basically, I'm going to ask Richard Wigglesworth and Brad Barrett, do you you want to have a big game? Should we go for it or should we just get on the, or or would you rather just have a bit of a a week with the lads just on it somewhere?
2: Of course, they can't even do that now, can they? Well, no,
1: they can't. (laughs) So I suspect, knowing those guys, you know, knowing the sort of character Richard Wigglesworth and that are, oh, I reckon they'll they'll go. No, let's do this. let's go I think it. they'll do it,
2: and I'll tell you why I think they'll do it. Well, partly because they can't go out boozing, and I mean that seriously. So,
1: I guess had they been able to go to like Oktoberfest, yeah,
2: Oktoberfest, or... or you know, the the the, the, uh, the church if it's still open and bloody. Areas. Oh yeah, uh, or, or any of these other things, right? that would somewhat soften the blow so they could say right yeah we'll put out next year's youth team or yeah we'll be building for next year well there is no next year now and they can't go out for a beer afterwards so this is literally it this is the the best thing that they can do with their mates which is get on the field and it's at home and start writing people off
3: and yeah and ruin Bath's party
2: exactly and Bath are I don't know are Bath pro Saracens, or were they I think they kind of are they're not the biggest enemy are they
3: yeah, like like, no, because uh, well, were, th- there were yeah. suggestions that Bath were one of the clubs implicated in the 2015 issues, yeah. and that happened to be when Bath lost in the final to Saracens as well.
2: Yeah, I don't think they're going to hate Bath as much as some other clubs, uh, but there's going to be a healthy amount of dislike. So you know, it, even thinking about this game makes me feel slightly ill. Actually, just so sad
1: so (laughs) Bath would have been well to put it like our Bath pro or anti-Saracens they would have been cheering for Saracens on Saturday at Racing because they'd think please win please beat Racing because then they'll just chuck the second team out against them
2: so yeah that is going to be the moment so the way I'm going to watch this game because I will probably watch this one I don't know yeah I probably will but there's a much better experience to be had than watching BT Sport on TV have you tried watching it I mean you watch it on the app yeah
3: yeah, I do, generally watch on the app.
2: Have you tried the Enhanced Player? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. great. It's bloody brilliant. It's, great. it's better yeah. than watching on, on, it on your, on your TV. is fine, but the Enhanced Player is great because every time someone scores a try, you just click on it yeah, and it's yeah. away. So if you, for instance, do a rugby podcast, you can't get a better service.
3: Yeah, it's great. It's great with multiple games. Yeah. It's great scrolling through and going through all the incidents.
2: Yeah, I imagine that's how they wanted to design NFL Red Zone, but they just mm. didn't really yeah you know, technology wasn't available
3: you've not got the brains that b t sport have exactly available right.
2: exactly
1: right so uh, you'll get um you'll get the the guys in comms uh, Nick mullins will be on that one um with with a couple of the guys and they will have on the on on the main channel don't know which channel it is i think it's one i think it's b t sport one they will have they they will play in tries from all around the grounds mm, yeah. in, including at the rico which is where the other live game is uh, and that's where I'll be wasps against Exeter. Wasps mm. in second against top of the table Exeter.
2: So no one has any leeway really, do, do they?
1: Um, well,
3: so. Yeah, go on, run us down, Phil. So as it currently stands, uh, wasps. So wasps are in pri- primary position. They're on 66 points, but they also have arguably the most difficult fixture because they're playing top of the table. Yeah. Albeit Exeter have. Uh, other things on their mind.
2: Just to add to that as well, Exeter's team tonight did not look like a second team,
1: let alone a first team. Yeah, it's a third It's like two and a two-and-a-half team. Yeah. Because you had, you had the guys that were on the bench at the weekend. Yeah, you
3: did, in fact, You had a few. In a
1: few um, of the positions, it was third choice. Like fly half was Harvey Skinner, yeah. and Steenson yeah. wasn't wasn't put out there.
2: So it looks like they are gearing up for a dress rehearsal of the cup final. no.
1: Yeah. They're, they're not going to put their big names out no way because they've got, three, they've, yeah. they've got three weekends in a row potentially if they win the semi-final
2: hang on this weekend what's this,
1: next
3: weekend this weekend is the final of the premiership which yeah. is irrelevant this is irrelevant for Exeter Exeter have already finished in first the following weekend is the semi-final of the uh, premiership yeah, yeah. the weekend after that is the final of Europe yeah. and the weekend after no, that right.
2: so they're not going to put out so no. the, the ultimate first team no. there'll
3: be, be a few of the bench players um that's and a few people who probably need match fitness like uh, Ollie Woodburn, who I I think would be first choice winger alongside Jack Noel when he's fit. He might get some extra game time.
2: Is James Short still at Exeter?
3: Not sure. I believe Don't so. No, believe so. Not sure. Hmm. i well, not one of those players who
2: doesn't play for years and so it goes, Oh, do you remember James Short? Who? Yeah, he scored a hat trick this it, weekend.
1: But for for, so, for Phil Dolman, it could be his last game. If he plays, yep. that that, yep. that was possibly his last game at Sandy Park tonight. Yeah, and yep. he was Rob Baxter's first signing. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, that is amazing. Really actually. lovely guy. Yeah, he should have had a Welsh cap. Poor fella. I know. Was it the injury? Was it yeah, twenty fifteen? Yeah, it was around that. It was just yeah. He got he, it was the World Cup warm up games. He got yeah. yeah. He got an injury. Oh, poor guy. I remember. I can't remember who
2: they're playing, but it Four was. Dollars. Um, who was it now? I remember being 31. Is that one of the oldest, world, oldest well yeah. grow-ups? they ridiculous. Yeah,
3: 31, something like that. Well. Um, so anyway, back to the table. So wasps are in primary position. Um, with a point cushion. With, with one point cushion, yeah. but arguably the hardest fixture. Um, albeit, you might say the hardest fixture is Bath. So wasps are on 66, Bath are on 65. Bath travelling to Allianz Park. Um and Bath have an advantage as well because Bath have mm. won fourteen games. So, oh. so if you're tied at any point in the the table, it first goes off on wins four, and it then goes on points difference, and then it's points for and against.
1: So, for that reason, if Bath win in any fashion, even by even three nil, they go through. Yes, to the semifinals.
3: they they definitely go through because Sale and Bristol with a five point win. Uh, if Bath only get a four point win, they can go level on points, but they can't overtake them on wins. So Bath know a win is good enough. Um, Sale then are in fourth on sixty four points, same as Bristol, but Sale have a big advantage over Bristol, which is points difference. Points. They've got the best points difference of any of those uh, four teams.
2: They've also got- and they should
3: add to that. Yeah. A little bit as well in their last game. They they might do, and then in wor- in the worst position. They Brist- play Worcester. Yeah, yeah. Sale host Worcester. Worcester. Bristol travel to London Irish. Now Bristol it is officially out of their hands. If everyone else gets five point wins, unless Bristol can overcome <laughs> a one hundred and sixteen point deficit, <laughs> considering that if that Sale, so, Sale get a five point win. Bristol have to get a five-point win with 116 more points than Sale get in their five-point win. So it is It is out of Bristol's hands. It'll be hands. the biggest
1: betting scandal in rugby in history, if that <laughs> happens. Yeah.
3: Sale win by 50 points. Bristol win by 166 points. that
2: incredible. Uh, <laughs> So Bristol have the easiest game, it would seem, but from the most disadvantaged. Person. I think Sale
1: at home to Worcester, and Worcester having put out their best team tonight. Yeah, I, I mean, one I of think those Sale, have, yeah, Sale comfortably yeah. have the the, the best the, the best fixture. You'll be banking on so, those so two. So Sale are going. So Sale are in the semi-finals in some form. I'm saying, I'm calling it. They're getting five yeah. points, and they're in the semi-finals. Uh, Bristol are going to win, but they're waiting on the two results of the teams above them. So Bath and I think wasps. wasps. Bath and Wasps. Agreed. Both of which could... Wasps
2: lose. I don't know why, I just think they do. It's an extra second team. I think Bath had the hardest game, but are arguably better equipped to deal with that game, because they are monstrous, and they just haven't really... I still don't think that they've got it together quite. I know that win against Gloucester was mighty impressive.
1: The last 20 minutes of it.
2: Yeah, but they still need more. They still need a lot more, and Saracens be a great test for them. So. A yeah,
1: great test for them. They've got to beat the best to get there. As, yeah. mu- as much as the whole last dance and playing for Barrett and Wigglesworth and stuff, the emo- the emotion and the... Yeah. T- 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 I mean, to have lifted it to get to to beat Leinster and then to raise it again to almost beat Paris, uh, win away in Paris... Yeah. To then do it for a third week when there is nothing, nothing riding on, on it yeah. other than pride. I, as, as amazing as that team spirit is, I just can't see that a third week in a row. Yeah. And At
2: Bath are oh good. I mean they're really good. Yeah. And so a four point, yeah,
3: a four point win. A win in any fashion wins it for Bath. And it, they do know that.
2: Bath are in, Sailor in, Exeter in, and that last place is between Wasps and it's between Bristol. Yes, Bristol definitely beats
1: Bristol. Getting a Brist- five point Bristol win. getting five point yeah. win at Irish, which yeah. which would put them on sixty nine points, two points ahead of Wasps.
2: Oh, so it does look like Wasps probably all miss out.
1: Well, on, uh, if you, uh, I'm saying Wasps win at home, if Exeter don't, if Exeter put out a a, a a second team, second slash third team, Wasps win at home.
2: One of Sarah's, one of Bath or Wasps will win. I don't know which one. I doubt both of them will.
1: I think the most likely th- who's in the top four to drop out of Bath. Uh, uh, however, so, yeah, so so the, the three options here, right, as I see it, and, and I think it might be a pick one of these. Um, the first one is Bath lose and drop out of the top four. Okay. Second one is everyone wins, Bristol miss out. Third option is, this is as I see it, rather than Wasps or Bath losing, I'm going to go Wasps and Bath lose. Yes. And then it flips the top four where um, Wasps wasps still make the top four but in fourth place and have to go to Exeter and Sale jump up to second in the table and Bristol get third and play play Bristol at home. Yeah, because if if Wasps and Bath drop
3: points, that is the best news for Sale. Sale can... Yes. Still get a home semi-final. Yeah, because Sale Sail Sail and Bristol will get five points. I don't think
2: Sale care about third. I don't think they care about second. They, they care, care about
1: or. not being fourth. fourth. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone cares about not being fourth. As long
2: as they're not fourth, I think well, many neutrals will be very,
1: very happy <laughs> um. <laughs> that, that is, that. You know, it's so true. It's so true. That, getting a home semi-final could be massive, but... <laughs> you'd much rather go away to Wasps than away to Exeter yeah. by a mile. And yeah,
2: they've already been away to Wasps and it was comfortable for them. Very comfortable, actually.
1: With their with second team.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: With Sale's sale second team against Wasps' first team.
2: So, I don't think they... Prob- they probably don't want to see Bath, at, Bath against... And mind you, they couldn't deal with Bath. They g-
1: wouldn't... And from Wasps' point of view, can you imagine... <laughs> Them dropping points to Exeter's second slash third team and earning a shot away at their first team. <laughs> Ooh. Good luck, boys. Ooh.
2: Yeah. I, Bristol are in. Bristol better, I've said this many times, but Bristol better win this thing. Sorry, they better win the European (laughs) Cup.
3: They better win one thing.
2: Yeah, if they don't win the European Cup. This whole season's been a
1: complete waste. So, right. (laughs) Well, at
3: least uh, at least Sale have won the Premiership Cup, so this season's going to be a success, whatever.
1: Exactly. Oh, totally. Yeah. Had last year. Yep. So, JB, what are you saying? So, the the four options are: everyone wins, Bristol miss out, Bath lose, uh, only Bath lose and they miss out, only Wasps lose and they miss out, or Wasps and Bath lose. Bath miss out and it flips the top four what do you think
2: me, gives me no pleasure to say this I think I don't know I, it's, I, one of two Wasps out or Bath out with them both lo, with them both losing I think Wasps lose I think Bath might lose
3: I think Bristol I think I, I think all teams will win Actually, I, that's I think that's an
2: incredible shot I think that's the way
1: I'm I
3: going
2: get you as, your as well I
3: think all four of them are going to win um and i think therefore and salem bristol the, the two that matter they will definitely get 5 point wins so bristol miss out um they might eat into that 116 point disadvantage that they have but i don't think they'll do enough
2: yeah that is very interesting
3: uh, what one other thing on just on this is so bath have had like come next week they'll have had like 9 or 10 days off that's a great point because they played last Tuesday.
2: Yeah, they did. In that, why, why were they allowed to do that? Is that not a disadvantage?
1: Uh, it was. It was something to do with. Was it not to do with the Premiership Cup final? Well, Premiership Cup final was
2: obviously played by two teams who were, well, who were in it. But then for the Premiership to have a, a one-off game, so they had, they had a handful. There had two teams. I, yeah. There why who was had that? Like some games, so had more rest. I don't really understand why that's because
3: neither of those played in
1: Europe either. No,
2: they? but, like, Sale and, you know, whoever it is... Harlequins
1: play. and... No, no, no. It was Gloucester and Bath played. Yeah. Oh, Gloucester maybe. and Bath, Bath last Tuesday. Yeah, actually, So neither
3: of those were involved in the Premiership Cup or Europe.
1: Yeah, good point. Yeah, it could be, actually.
2: that could be
3: it, actually. That only could effect. be the reason why they were given the choice of when to play it. That
2: might actually, when you look at it, that might be the only fixture where they were able to play. From and, and,
1: and you got a televised uh, evening out of it. But it does yeah. mean, like you say... Going into this, but I, I mean, you can say Gloucester have also had a big rest for their final home game. Not, it's not going to affect the table uh, much yeah, other, than they, North, can, other than they can nor, uh, leapfrog Northampton with a win. <laughs> yeah, Gloucester Northampton. No one really cares. Nobody cares. I, I care because I've got a bunch of Gloucester players in my fancy rugby draft team, and it is you the it is, and it is no. the final this weekend. Uh, no, <laughs> over the weekend.
2: I was alerted to some news. It gives me, again, no pleasure in saying this. Yeah, what? It's what, but I've heard a rumor that you and your brother are in cahoots, or you have your brother's password for his. <laughs>
1: I love for, this for conspiracy his, thing. For his rugby team. I mean, you wouldn't Mate, be. I that just, I beat you in the semi-final. This is no class. Need, need, oh. There's no class. I don't
2: need to hear anymore. All I said is Tim wouldn't do that. And I'm just asking you, you wouldn't do that, would you, Tim? That isn't something I you can say. wouldn't. No, you go, of course not. I, to, I don't need to hear anymore. Don't need to hear any more. I will get rid of all of that, all that incriminating evidence which uh, Ollie has sent me. <laughs> I'll just delete it I'll just delete it because your word is, oh, is worth more than See that I love this This is scandalous this
1: is, so We've got the person <laughs> I beat in the semi-finals the uh, having a chat with the person who I'm playing in the final look, discussing been, reasons why I, there's official. some I- level of illegitimacy to my victory uh, Look I- I've been the one saying I- whoever wins this this league this year there's an asterisk next to it because it's, it's just a ridiculous well, I mean, year
2: two asterisks is next to it but I'll, I'll, go back to, <laughs> I'll, go back, I'll go back to Ollie and I'll tell him even though it's my duty as a league Commissioner to look at these things the integrity of the players and trusting the players is more important. So, if you say well, that, Tim, mate, there's no more no I, more to answer. I'd but, also say, how many how think,
1: many messages on a, on a rugby draft WhatsApp group have been the, been some variation of I mean, got, no, there, there are no rules I, I, from I, I, friend, you know, from you as the commissioner? Uh, there's certainly no rules.
2: There's certainly no rules. I think like, they were very defensive texts so I got back. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like I say it's not, issue, is it?
1: it's not
3: an issue. So, good luck in the
1: final, yeah, Ted.
2: Best of luck. To you and your brother in the final. I mean, just to <laughs> you
1: in the final. So, yeah, and a well-rested Ollie Thorley scoring another having another 50-point haul yeah. would be quite handy.
2: <sighs> oh, did anyone watch the sale game?
1: I did. Sale Northampton yeah. Yeah. game? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So, I guess the big takeaway from this is two big injuries. Yes. One which will affect England and one which will affect...
1: Well, two fun. which will affect England.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Two which will affect England and one yeah. which will affect the premiership finals, you would assume, should things go to plan.
3: Yeah, so Laws and Tuolagi. <sighs> Poor both Courtney
2: off. I mean, that one for, for Laws is well, he's out of the England games I think that's pretty certain I think that's about three months worth It's also about 100 grand's worth of yeah. appearance fees I mean, it's, yeah. it's mad when you actually think about that Oh uh, no, that,
3: 25% pay cut so it's about 80 grand's worth of appearance fees I was
2: fees. thinking like, if I was him I said, yeah, you've got to play sale I mean, I, I get the pride thing How? I mean, it's such a rubbish business model if they get injured and they can't play, they lose basically life-changing money. If you, if you invest that money well, or if you put it in pension, or you know, whatever you do with it, you can't actually put it in a pension because you probably earn too much. But that's not the point. You know, if you invest it well... Even, even
1: even after taxes and stuff, that's 50 grand.
2: Yeah, I wonder if, I wonder if England have got to re-look really at their structure for paying their players. Because you get this massive, whacking, great big chunk per game. If you're injured, it might actually change your life. Um, there's also a lesson here for the players like they can't it must be very difficult if someone gives you 20 grand to play a rugby game but you know you can't spend it or you can't get used to living on that money because the next it could yeah
1: you might yeah, get one you go. also yeah. do you, i wonder if it could get to the point sometime down the line it hasn't got there yet but do you remember i don't know if it still happens but when you'd get um you'd get footballers just pretending they had an injury when there was an international friendly match. Oh, oh it yeah. It massively still happens. Does it? Massively. I, I, I still don't really fall, I don't really follow yeah. football.
2: I would I'm not sure I would I mean they, comparatively their play their pay for England probably doesn't match up to what they get for United or Chelsea. I,
3: I think they get well like, no exactly I think they get a nominal fee and it's a donation. It's do donate directly him. donated to charity. So I think there is That's there ridiculous. is no, no way, that money. is ridiculous. Um, but if, if you're if you're in, if you're good enough to play for England, you will be on a multi-million pound yeah. per year contract yeah. anyway.
1: You're true. So so your your paymasters are, are the club, and therefore yeah. when it's a when it's a friendly, they are oh I've just got I've just tweaked my ankle can't make it. Yeah. And the, but it's the inverse with rugby where you could imagine it could get to a point, particularly if money is cut quite a lot, it could get to a point where a player goes like I'm not saying Courtney Laws is a guy that would never do this. Uh, he's too honest and too hard-working, but you, you could get to a point where on, on a game when really there's nothing on the line for Northampton beyond pride, going, oh, do you know what? Just tweak knee a little bit, because you've got 100 grand's worth of, no of England matches. There's no way.
2: There is no way on earth I would play that game. <laughs> I, that, that, that's not even a joke. I'm not even saying that in jest. If someone said, you are going to be an England team, and your record suggested you're 100% going to go, go, be in it, I wouldn't strap at my boots no no chance
3: if you just look at it purely from a business decision what a purely nice financially you love playing rugby
2: I mean if you were in a ch- it and you, it's your winning,
3: team and your captain and your team and all the rest of yeah, it yeah
2: that's fine when you're playing for Talk H right
3: <laughs> but
2: it's not fine if you're playing for you know, a premiership club unless you're in a chance of winning something but when you're guaranteed I mean like, if I was George Ford or Owen Farrell and again it's not and England are lucky it's not in their nature England are very lucky that they've not got any super talented players who it is in their nature to say, no, I need that money more than I need to play for um, Leicester Tigers or whoever it is. Because Just on, on a, to- on a totally separate
1: subject, where's Ben Teo playing now? <laughs> yes, where's Ben Teo playing now? <laughs> Just a s- totally separate subject, anyway.
2: Do you have a story about Ben Teo?
1: Allegedly?
3: I was going to say, is he back in the NRL? Yes. Yes. Because he, he spent some time at Sunwolves yeah. and then back. Very sure. different. Yeah. So,
2: the story on Ben Teo, right? And this is complete conjecture and speculation. So, you
1: know,
2: he was signed under the promise that they wouldn't build a plastic pitch. And then he gets. It, yeah, you a mentioned pitch. this
1: before, yeah. Uh,
2: well, I won't be playing then. And
1: he, <laughs> and he, word. he didn't. Well, that if, is, if, that, if that is true, that explains quite a lot. Um, <laughs> that is a business decision. But but if player wages, as I say, there's a huge depreciation in, in what they're worth for their club. I wonder if that could become a factor going into well, particularly uh, the, uh, Alex Lowe in the Times wrote, wrote a piece where he's done a, he's done a bit of digging and suggested that in, international players, English players playing in the Premiership, England players playing in the Premiership during the next season will miss eleven of the first fourteen rounds of the Premiership. Madness! And that mad that's
3: because like of the mandatory stand down period after the uh, autumn international tournament. Yeah, and then the. Uh, Six Nations as well. You know,
2: it's a lot. It's a lot for the owners to stomach, that isn't it? They are well, it, it's losing money hand over fist. Yeah, I've been on record saying I don't think they handled the player cuts particularly well. But there we go. Now they're expected to lose the people that they pay a lot of money to.
3: Probably the, the players that they pay most to. Yeah,
2: uh, because well, just because the RFU have decided fixture fix ship, ship yes, are, yeah, on, on the strength of, on, on the
1: strength of that. It's all, uh, I mean. He couldn't have known this is how it was going to pan out, but Steve Diamond signing a load of South Africans looks like a masterstroke now. Because well, they, the they are in the individual. box seat for next season, big time. Hundred,
2: well, unless South Africa call them up, of course. In which case, <laughs> they've got a, <laughs> an even bigger problem than England. At least you can travel back up from Pennyhill Park to do some stuff if you
1: are L- picked. pick. Like I said, have you seen the Green v Gold match that they're doing in South Africa in the lineups? ups yeah. Even without all the players in Europe, it's pretty handy, those yeah. teams. Yeah. I bet.
2: Uh, Rob Dupree has been mentioned as a name for the spring box which blows my mind uh, because obviously we need them at sale and Andre Andre Pollard's out long
1: term yeah was it knee injury yeah I think ACL maybe or was it Achilles I can't remember it's a
3: serious injury yeah I remember thinking that's not good that's a long long injury if
2: Manu's injury is what we think it is I'd say what we think it is what we saw on TV it's
1: holding his Achilles isn't he
2: Achilles that's nine months I mean that is I it depends a snap Achilles is one of, the, one of the worst things he can do, really.
3: It's meant the, the surgery for a snapped Achilles meant to be absolutely brutal because it, it yeah. curls up basically it's behind hard, your knee. Oh my god! So it's joking. To, so, it's yeah. like an
1: elastic band. Yeah. So it oh, pings wow. if it's, it's fully,
3: strong, thing. fully ruptured, and so they have to go in big slice, dig all the way under your calf muscle, oh, and it's oh. it's maybe a a very tough job to actually. Pull it down to extend it well, to stitch God. it. If you ever have a brutal
2: seen, uh, surgeons at work um, or the orthopedic surgeons, you may as well be watching carpenters or or masonry students because they are just drilling. They're tapping away at things. They've got,
3: Hammering. Hammers, How do they connect the tissue rinches? together? Is, do They'll they them, like put it, tall. burn
2: it together, like fuse it?
3: i cauterize well, d- d- it. Sh- it. I assume it's... No, because well, then you're killing the tissue oh, as well. Oh, yeah, of course. So I assume it's stitched.
2: Stitched, I guess. But, but it just
3: oh, wow. The, that it, yeah, guess. <laughs> cause it's not like... So, like, I've got uh, an AC, AC, AC? AC joint um, reconstruction in my left shoulder, which was mechanically incredibly simple because they just drilled two, co- two holes in my collarbone, um, put a synthetic ligament down and round, pulled it tight, two titanium screws in, away you go. Easy. Easy. No problem. And that's, you're drilling and fixing into bone, whereas you, if you're doing a tendon, you're fixing tendon to tendon. So it, that's, I don't know. Is that what Anthony Watson had? I'm trying to think. I think he did. Yeah. yeah. Because if one of his calves, I don't know if it's still... It's tiny. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if it's still as small. Calf. It was, I remember yeah. when he first came... That first, first game came, back against Gloucester. Yeah, he's like noticeably smaller because he spent six months in a moon boot.
2: Yeah. Little tiny veal calf
3: yeah he's <laughs> still absolutely rapid though yeah. absolutely <laughs> rapid
2: <It's, it's> he <laughs> like, runs, runs, runs on a slight <laughs> so great that, 200 metre runner <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that
1: bargain for sale isn't looking quite such a bargain well, now is it
2: Steve Diamond was very clear uh, he'll get more than nine games out of him that was his ninth game
1: <laughs> right. so, so he only needs one more game one well, more one, game one. On a
2: minute. he's got a nine month recovery stretch Comes back, plays in the A-League. Steve is right again. Again. Well, Ten games. Ten games. <laughs> unfortunately, the
1: season starts in a month. So, no. Yeah. He'll he'll miss all of... I mean, more importantly for Manu Tuolangi, Lions. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. that That is... What a blow. Well, I guess,
2: I, you know, I'm very negative on the injury. Just going off the worst-case scenario. Because, you know, you saw how long Anthony Watson talked to come back. Hopefully, it's not completely snapped or yeah. you, know, you don't know what the time frames are until the doctors look at it properly and there's nowhere you yeah. uh, know 9 months is a, is complete speculation based on other Achilles in, in injuries so mm. we'll see
3: yeah it could be if it, if it's not a complete rupture it could be a few months yeah. and he could be ready not long after the Six Nations and then fit for the Lions
2: yeah. I do feel sorry for Northampton though they look like a team that need season to end yesterday I mean, basically yeah. it
3: actually for them Northampton season I, I mean <laughs> In that game, I, I quite enjoyed that game for a few reasons. Um, one of which was seeing fafter Clerk at his absolute best. When b- basically he's just being hard work. Yeah, he but he, he was an absolute nightmare for Alex Mitchell, and he was in his head. Yeah, he was uh, like niggling him and here, he niggling is. him there.
2: Well, no word of a lie, right? He is one of the nicest men in sales. Like, I think you guys have met him too. Yeah, like, yeah, like, lovely. Like. He's so polite. He's so nice, and he's so mild. Like when you meet him, uh, and yet on the field, he could be an absolute terror.
3: But he was. He was in Alex Mitchell's head. He was also in Wayne Barnes's head because he was niggling Mitchell so much, and then every fifty fifty decision went faff's way. Yeah, and it, it was it was it was a brilliant bit of how to totally disrupt your there, there opposition. It was an interesting
2: bit on comms when they raised Alex Mitchell with Diamond, and they said, hey, "Yeah, this this Northampton number nine is giving you some problems because yeah, we, you know we, we'll have to keep our eye on him." And I wonder if there's a little bit of pre much research done as to who are you looking at, Steve? Who is who are you targeting? And they went right, Alex, Alex Mitchell, and Faf went to work. But the way that. Northampton's are playing. There's no bite about them. There's no fights up front. The backs only play out the, play out the back, which is why they get smashed so, so much. They don't not out the forwards, setting a target.
3: They score the occasion. The backs, if you get nice front football, clean ball, you score occasionally amazing tries. Yeah, like the RC Tualla try, brilliant work, play, great execution, beautiful lines. It was the one time they got a, a backs move yep. going
1: in the whole game, and that's the classic. You just you just said it there. If yeah, yeah. Then. Massive if, if massive, if. massive yeah. then. But the, the, the if isn't happening, but they're still pursuing the then. Because yeah. you've got Digwell,
2: You've got Hutchinson, both incredible players. I mean, they, Pro- yeah. I mean Proctor Hutchinson, is a
1: great player Pro- as well. But former Keane.
2: It's like they've forgotten what they do well, and what they do well is move their feet. They create space. They they get over the line in a far more not passive or discreet way. Say then. Uh, the
1: Cell Shocks pack do. The, <laughs> yeah. Actually, you, you, I mean, it's what? Is that eight defeats now yeah, out of bad. nine? Bad. Eight <laughs> defeats out of nine. They lost two before lockdown as well. So this yeah. isn't just post lockdown. This is just before lockdown. But I, I think the way you can categorise their play over the last 10 rounds of Premiership matches, they got the one win against London Irish. I think it was. Um, they, they, they don't win collisions. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. and that's, that's it. shown simple right, as
3: that. That first five minutes was. Um, just the the big sale pack, the big sale, big boys running over smaller men.
2: I mean, the way that Sale are playing, I I worry. My biggest worry about Sale, the way they played against Northampton, where they've been playing since uh, they came out of lockdown, actually, is they're playing like they're just a bigger schoolboy team than everyone else. They, yeah, they're playing like they're, they're like they're trying to win the Daily Mail Cup, <laughs> uh, and, and Northampton let them do that. Like Exeter won't let, let you do that. No chance. So I think they'll. I think they'll probably make the final. If they get into the playoffs, they'll make the final. Because they can beat up almost anyone.
3: Bath, Bath. Bath and might. Exeter. Bath, Bath and Exeter are the two. Yeah. I think Bristol or Wasps, still can beat them up up front. I don't think they can beat up Bath or Exeter.
2: I, I think on in terms of talent, they're all pretty even, first 15. In terms of how they play the game, my suspicion is Exeter and Bath are a little bit more advanced in terms of their team pack Game, mm. uh, Sale, which are—I mean—they literally do play like very, very large schoolboys. You know, mm. they, they run up right. You know, they're they trying to hand off six people. You know, they're trying to do it all, <laughs> and I just Go, wonder if it's, it's going to
1: enough. And going back to that top four, Sale will get their five points. It's it's elsewhere to, that, that that might define their season because that they could end up going away to Exeter, or yeah. they could end up being at home to Wasps. Home to Austin, yeah. them.
2: would suit them. perfect. It is perfect. a tremendous season by anyone's standards. I think it's a top four, it's a, it's a tremendous achievement. What, what do you think about Van Rensburg on the wing?
3: So it's interesting because when you see him lined up against Nairo Voro you think, oh, that's quite a clever play. Mm. But Nairo only got brought in for a last-minute injury. Yeah. He was meant to be on the bench. That's right. So Rensburg was lined up against, was it Collins originally?
2: Yeah. You wouldn't fancy him against Collins, would you really? Uh,
3: not, not if Collins has given some
1: room. No, but he he did well. I thought he looked quick. More importantly, he looked really quick. He did look quite quick, uh, and I would say the man he was up against, probably, they, that probably says a lot about the two teams. Van Rensburg can slot in on the wing, and it's such a well-oiled machine that he looked decent. Well, he looked decent out of position. Naira Voro is totally uh, the. The the embodiment of Northampton, he's lacking so much confidence. I
2: I would start him and I would run him up the middle, just get his hands on the ball, get him comfortable, get him over the game line a few times, settle everyone down. That's what I would have done. The fact they didn't play him is mental. But, you know, he's out of form. He's the ultimate out of form player in Northampton. You saw him against Exeter. It's like he's never played the game before in his life.
3: I've just remembered it was Proctor was supposed to be on the wing with Hutchinson in the centre. And that, that was the shift. No, you anyway, t- speaking of un- out-of-form Northampton players, this was probably the worst game I've ever seen Dan Bigger play.
2: It wasn't great, was it? Dan mm-hmm. Bigger had
3: oh, so no. many bad moments. He's
2: had some awful games for the Ospreys. <laughs> I mean, like some I don't, yeah, but toilet games. I never, I've never really watched the Ospreys. I mean, on the rare I occasion.
3: I love Dan Bigger. He's so good. He's such yeah. a competitor. However, I did notice that in about three minutes into the game... I think it was Dan Dupree ran over him That's massively.
2: A, that, that sounds likely.
3: Massively, and he was like cartwheeled backwards. Yeah, I was like, surely someone's going to have a look at that for a head knock. Bigger's got a history of head knocks, but no, he played the full game and he made some odd decisions like and it, odd mistakes. Like Maybe saying. like someone who should have been taken off three minutes into an 18-minute mm, match instead of 63 minutes into an 18-minute match. M- so I might just be I might, might be t- saying... Just
1: Correlation doesn't equal causation, yeah, but you never he had, know. he had a terrible game. Yeah. One
2: last thing on uh, Van Rensburg on the wing. I think this is a serious move, not a part-time move. Really? Yeah, and the w- do you know why Not that? now
1: Manny's injured, surely.
2: Well, the reason I think that is when Manny was injured, they bought on Sam Hill. They could have bought on... They're more on the
3: bench. Did they not switch things around? Nope, he stayed on the wing. Sam uh, Hill came at Because wasn't AJ originally lined up? But yes, um, Sam Hill came on oh, wearing 20.
1: AJ will be playing on Sunday, right? I would hope fancy so. Fancy rugby draft. Need him playing. strongly... Play <laughs> need him playing.
2: Strongly hope so. Because <laughs> as
1: my other fly half.
2: Ooh. Ooh,
4: that'll Ooh. be
2: bad. I, I think so, like Rob Dupree. That's... By the way, when has a looped, when has a looped pass been referred to as a bridge pass... I don't know. Apparently, that's did, a bridge pass. That's, a, that's <laughs> oh. not a bridge pass. So, bridge passes, allegedly, I've never heard this before, is when you launch the ball over the onrushing defence's head. So, you know, it just sort of comes oh, nicely. Like that
1: try like, um, at, the- at the weekend. What was the try at the weekend? Um, did. did, did uh or was it, uh, hold on, it was, or was, it the other, was it the other night? It was Wasps, the Dan Robson to... Yes, that'd be uh, a that okay. one. Well, he don't... just wanged it from halfway, I just, I just like, like miss four to the winger.
2: Like Cipriani does all the time.
1: Yeah, that's Rangles a brilliant pass. A pass,
2: according uh, to... Yeah, I never knew that. That will go down with re- resourcing the ruck... Um, Affecting, Affecting the turnover. The turn-over. Affecting. 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 Affecting the turnover. Turning the ball... What's wrong with the turnover? <laughs> we already call it a turnover. Affecting the turnover. What? I mean, do you reckon we can expand that to positively affecting a turnover? Oh yeah, absolutely. Positive. Yeah, really positively affecting the turnover. Do we rather need...
3: negatively affecting the turnover? Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, oh, that reminds you. I'll have to talk about that later. No, I... hang on. Let's just concentrate on one thing at a time. Um, Young player of the year was selected for the for the Premiership this year, or they were debating it midweek. I don't know who won it, but I am absolutely outraged. It's not uh, Luke James. Uh, uh,
1: Absolutely well, I mean, outrageous. without knowing who it is, I can't have a, yeah, have a proper no, debate. The fact on... that it isn't
2: Luke James should get you riled up enough. He, I don't think he was even, <laughs> even considered. He wasn't even on the shortlist. <laughs> Luke James will be starting for England at some point, and I suspect he'll be, he'll be starting at fullback because he's ace. Mm.
3: Watch this space.
2: Watch this space.
3: <laughs> um, anything else to add on to this game? Nah. There's one thing that really annoyed me, which was. Um, Tom Curry made a tackle, or was um, second man on a tackle. Oh, I love that tackle. Um, no, so this not was... The not, no, not the
1: Nairvora one?
3: No, not the Nairvora one. That was a good that was. I, a did, good I
1: did like Tom Curry giggling when he got up yeah. from that, when he boshed Nairvora into touch. That was a bloody good tackle. Do
2: you think hat. he's got more aggressive since hanging around with South Africans? Or since hanging out with Eddie Jones. One of the two has made him it's incredibly aggressive. Or maybe both of them. He's just got bigger. He's big. yeah. like, it's massive. He's it's like He's huge. I, I guess he's, he's now playing like Tamar Harrison would play in Tom Curry's body.
3: Tamar Harrison would play in Billy Van body.
2: Yeah, something like That's that. <laughs> like The guy is turning into an absolute beast. He is an yeah.
3: animal. But no, it's, it's a bit of frustration, which was um, someone else made the tackle. I think one of the Duprees made the tackle. And Curry was first in over to Jackal. But he had one hand over the top of the player reaching for the ball, which was on the side that Wayne Barnes was on. And his other hand he wrapped under the yes, body. I think it was Adendorf. Right. And so he to the to Wayne Barnes on this side, Clever. Barnes had a a perfect picture of him going for the ball. But he's got his arm and shoulder like tucked under Adendorf, who's another seventeen, eighteen stone man. Mm. So two defend uh, two attackers. Uh, maybe South Africa. Yeah, yeah, of course he is. Um via France. Um so two def- two attackers or two two Players try to come to clear him out, and there is no way on earth they are moving him because no. it's, it's dead weight beneath I know, him. No, and
1: no way on earth he's supporting his own weight either. Yeah, yeah. I it's no a Why totally he's ripping the ball?
3: But yeah, he's never going to rip the ball with one hand, like one like hand flapping around like this.
2: You? If he's hold- if the players holding on to it, right? Doesn't matter how lightly he's holding on to it, he's still trying to lift the ball. Am I wrong?
3: But it's it's the it's the tucked in arm underneath. Clever. That's that's the issue. That's clever, isn't it? So it is incredibly clever it's also frustrating because it's that is against the rules and and they're trying to really clean up the breakdown and a lot of the breakdowns were pinged but what would you do I, there I, well I, so I, th- I think a lot of the breakdowns in that game were pinged actually too early i think they were um Barnes was a little bit too whistle happy at times and it's frust- and I, I don't mind that if it cleans up the game it's just frustrating when you get like things that are Obvious from
1: us looking at it from a slight distance away, I I quite like and I get frustrated by the different interpretations. Like, uh, I was in the game at the weekend in Paris, I was sort of thinking, God, Nigel's just letting this be a bit of a free for all at the breakdown. He's just, he loves it. He's letting the boys play. He's just been really loose. But then I I agree with you that Wayne Barnes, I mean, both amazing referees. Yeah,
3: and Barnes made some great decisions. I thought the um, Adendorf fend on Sam James was. I thought he he called it absolutely spot on. Even though it was interesting to hear Ben Kay and Hugo saying that he's he's very lucky to get away with that, hmm. um, but I thought Barnes's interpretation was absolutely correct. Um, just on that that one, the hook was the
2: hook,
3: the hook of um, Curry under oh, right. under yeah, 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 yeah. was um was
2: I like that? I like any kind of innovation around the.
1: Uh, <laughs> around I mean, the if Tom Curry has done that deliberately, knowing. I had the awareness going, balls there, players on the floor, I'm jackaling, referees to my left, yeah. left arm up, right arm down. That's amazing. How? It is.
3: If if he's if he's aware of Wayne Barnes' positioning, therefore he chooses his right arm to hook rather than his left arm. It wouldn't
2: surprise me. These boys that's spends,
3: unbelievable.
2: These boys spent so much time working on their jackal technique. Have you ever seen the clip of the curry boys. Working yeah,
1: with a tackle bag. And tackle on, on the, Yeah, and got
2: elastic bands on them. Yeah, and I bet Willis is the same. I bet Underhill is the same. I bet they're all doing it. I mean, I bet it's bet are...
1: It's like in a movie when um when they've got a beast and they've got four different people <laughs> yeah. holding them on a chain. <laughs> 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 keeping it in the middle. They're like they do. It's like that with the curry bro- curry boys. And they smother
2: the ball inside some some sort of meat paste. <laughs> 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 really get the senses up. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's all I've got to
1: say, really, about uh, Lord, Lord, Yeah, uh, just r- running through some of the headlines, which are inconsequential to the premiership race, but London Irish arrested a nine-game losing streak and snuck a win away at Exeter, which is a good result, wh- good result whatever team Exeter yep. are playing, and it, albeit it was a second-and-a-half team for, for Exeter, London Irish should feel very relieved because... Well, not relieved, they should feel very pleased because it stops that run... Gives them a bit of confidence, something to show for their efforts, and it means that whatever happens this weekend, Leicester will be finishing the league in eleventh position. Mm. They really are garbage, and, and and Leicester fans can say, "Well, we wouldn't have played those teams if if it was a real relegation this well, season," and that's a fair shout. However, it it doesn't detract from the fact Leicester this season are now officially the worst team in the league.
2: Hang on a minute, I've got some even more profound thoughts on Leicester and their teams right if they weren't going to put out those teams well I don't know what the alternative is what's what, what the alternative they're going to do the North, Northampton thing go like 1A 1B mix some of their senior players in with their junior players
3: I don't know what their alternative because nothing has worked for them no. uh, since the restart so, and in this I don't know if you've watched any of this Bristol Leicester game I watched about
1: five minutes and thought, right, this this, this, this is, bit, is done.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: Leicester barely fired a shot. They I thought
1: barely
2: they looked shoot. marginally better. Than and when I say marginally better, I'm not impressed, but I thought the young lads who were put out there are starting to realise how hard Premiership rugby is. And instead of being incompetent at the game for, say, Seventy-nine minutes, they can hold up a, a fight for I don't know twenty now, you know, and that's impressive. That is so, actually impressive.
3: So I will, I will say the Leicester team worked incredibly hard in defence. Yeah, and because that, that, that's a quite a remarkably serious Bristol team considering the game they had at the weekend. Yeah, they they put out a strong team, but so, Leicester never offensively they never got into the game.
2: Yeah, and let me just um, elaborate on you know, what sounds like horrible. Damming with, uh, with faint praise. There. <laughs> we are not talking about young lads who have been put into a team with first-teamers. You're talking about young lads with basically no leadership whatsoever, except for the occasional player that might be dropped in. You know, God knows if he's playing uh, to his full full ability. You've got a championship team trying to learn the, a young championship team trying to learn the ropes in the Premiership every other week for Tigers. They're always going to fail. So the fact that they've even done that. Um, It it even kept it close for 20 minutes is actually pretty good. Now, back to what I'll say about teams. Let's just divide this into this year and next year, because there are some huge ramifications. This year, if they went down the Northampton route and thinly spread their first team across uh, both matchday squads, midweek and weekend, well, they still would have finished bottom, but at least they could say they gave their young lads an opportunity to perform with senior players, and I actually think the overall squad would be better for that experience. Fast forward to next year, if this second team's squad is what we think is their second team, I, mean, I don't see any new players, or that many new players coming, th- coming through the door. Well, no, they've got
1: about five good new players.
2: Okay. Yeah, okay. But, yeah. but how many did they lose to England? And then how many of these... Just George with- Ford and Genge. George Ford, Genge, Youngs?
1: No. Well, yeah, probably. Probably?
3: <laughs> yeah. Dan Cole... No.
2: Maybe not Glenn Cole.
3: Not Johnny May anymore.
2: Um, any international? Not, not Manu allow anymore. No, well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of an advantage, <laughs> <laughs> I guess.
1: But their halfbacks, yes.
2: Yeah, but their halfbacks are gone. That, that's where all the money is. So, if, you know, they're going to be with Zach Henry and Ben White. I actually like both those players, but I don't think that's going to be enough to keep, the, keep their head above water for 11 games.
1: Well, we can talk mm. about that in the build-up to the new season. Um,
2: Dark times for Leicester ne- uh, next year. Mm. Far worse than we
1: think. Mm, well, uh, maybe the maybe the situation with it, with internationals and their lack of game time is is good news for Newcastle. Yeah,
2: yeah, yes. I actually, that's a great. That show. is a good point. That's a very good shout. And, and maybe that's the plan. Maybe the plan is: look, we are going to get absolutely battered next year with these guys. Let's make sure they can play together now, and maybe they'll be competitive for thirty minutes. Who knows? We might get a bonus <laughs> point. We might get a bonus point
3: in After, eleven weeks. Yeah, in eleven weeks, they might be competitive for seventy-five minutes.
1: Yeah. It, it, it does demonstrate the competitiveness of the Premiership and the effectiveness of, of a salary cap, it, 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 uh, but there's no getting away from Leicester finishing eleventh in eleventh or eleventh with an asterisk, as in El- Leicester yeah. being the, the the very the worst club in the Premiership. They so deserve to the twelfth best club in the Premiership. Yeah. That's the first time that's ever happened. It's the first time that's ever happened, and it just so happens it happened in a year when. There's no, there's no relegation. It's
2: so frustrating as an outsider to watch, because they don't have the nerve as an organisation to clear house. They keep on adding and adding and adding and adding, and the same, the same rot which you know causes this in the first place isn't getting removed. It's still in there, but they just add more people to it. Well, and clear, know, it's, clear more players. Yeah, it's, it's like a barrel of rotting apples, and you add fresh apples in, hoping the rot will rot will disappear. You dilute. Well, you
3: are diluting the rot.
2: Exactly right. Exactly it's right. right. Let's add Borthwick to this. Let's add Mike Ford to this. Let's add whoever. Alad Waters. Waters Alad Waters, who apparently is going to be uh, the guy who fixes everything. Um, never has so much um, faith been placed upon a conditioning coach, but it's not going to work.
1: Well, Leicester will be saying. Firstly, they'll be saying we weren't actually the worst team in the league because we would have won more.
2: Lies. But you can't. Lies. You can't. You can't
1: say that because should have, would have, coulda. Um, but Leicester will be saying, "This everything since lockdown hasn't mattered. We gave it a crack in Europe and came up short in the semi-final. Uh, but they got to they got to the semi-final. They,
2: yeah, they did. <laughs> they did. I, they, they, I mean, in the history books, they won a quarter. <laughs>
1: yeah. and uh, <laughs> But they'll be saying that it's all about day one of the new season, and uh, maybe they can turn it round. We'll see. It's a it's a, t- a big test of of all of them.
2: Yeah, I guess so. I guess so." Um, I mean, the attitude, the attitude of that club is exactly the reason it deserves to go down. And they can they can say whatever they want, but it's because of that attitude that they are the worst team. Because they thought that nothing matters anymore. You know, we'll toss it off. We'll throw these young lads to to, to the wolves. That's why they're the worst team. And if they, they do not sort that out, they're not going to sort out anything. Well,
1: bad. they've done that with next season in mind. So that that will be the judgment. That will be the judgment. But there's no getting around the facts. They are are the 12th best. And had Saracens not had their second points deduction added, they would be one point ahead of Leicester. Is that right? Yeah.
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, God. What have they done to that club?
1: Anyway. Well, they're working on it. Yeah, yeah. They're they're working on it.
2: They're doing some work. They're They're working on it. They're doing some work. But... (laughs) But I've got some news. Yeah, go on. The RFU, the RFU in all their wisdom. Have you seen this bizarre tweet that they've they, they put out? Uh, it's from a Twitter called RFU Support. Don't know what they do. But I mean, I, I don't know how they can support you after they fired all of their
1: community officers.
2: Anyway, they haven't. They put out a tweet. RFU
1: Support. Job centres that way. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, they just point you into, the, you know, into in certain directions. They put out a tweet saying, um, in fact, I'll read the actual tweet because I don't want to get the wording wrong. and I just found this utterly bizarre. Are you looking up the offer? I'm
3: trying to. RFU support. There's RFU IT support, but that is a different thing.
2: What, is, there, is there a company called RFU? Because they'd probably called- be better at helping us with rugby. Um, right. RFU club support. Let me just make sure this is the official. the official England rugby club support account for news updates. On the support available to rugby clubs, I mean that will broadly be none. So here's a tweet: clubs to submit notification of all positive COVID nineteen tests within a club, including retrospective cases. This is requested to allow us to monitor the number of confirmed COVID nineteen tests occurring at a club and ensure clubs have the right support. What does that mean? What? what you're an intelligent man, Phil. What kind of support would you give to a club who would have five tests three months ago, which were positive? <laughs> what could you possibly do with that?
3: The um, antibody tests or retrospective tests.
2: I've got is... <laughs> retrospective. I mean, if my whole team came down with COVID, what, what are they going to do? Show up with some more tests? Do <laughs> they support you when you haven't had any COVID? Because then you can come with you know, thermometers and whatnot. and you know, perspect cages to keep your players in. What What is it that they are trying to support us with? Because my, I mean, if it's cash, that's great. Because if, if they, if COVID cases equal cash, I will get a 100 positive tests by tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if, however,
2: it is just another tool to cancel <laughs> training and nanny us and, oh, you've got a positive COVID test, so we'll support you cancelling training and games for all of your players. I'm not interested. I can't imagine what, the, it is, Again, it is more uh, doing work for work's sake.
3: Well, you, lo- you love filling out forms, don't you?
2: Love filling out forms.
3: You really love filling out forms. So this gets you an opportunity to uh, hone those skills.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd just say, you know, I mean, I think the orders should go out to your rugby team that if you have COVID, don't even get tested. We don't need to know. Just just <laughs> brush it under the carpet. <laughs> no, no. Self-isolate. That's a joke. That's a joke. Follow the that's government guidelines. It's a joke. <laughs> Get tested and be at risk of a ten thousand pound fine if you're positive and you leave your house. That that is the obvious thing. That is the obvious thing.
3: Or more cash if you're a rugby club.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, if they want to offer, us, on a serious note, if they want to offer, uh, offer us cash, uh, we will send you as many positive tests as. You uh, want.
1: <laughs> Rob, back, Rob backs Rob Baxter the the wrath of uh, rugby Twitter by suggesting that uh, rugby needs to move beyond the current testing regime in the Premiership. It got characterised by some idiots. On Twitter, as Rob Baxter says, we You're should we shouldn't test for co- uh, coronavirus, and therefore uh, he wants your nan to die. Um, but what he actually said was, looking at the number of positive cases that that are being detected, the the fact that the squads are kept so isolated from anyone else in society, and the fact they're so young and fit. All of those things together means that the cost of £8,000 a week... That's huge, isn't it? ...to Premiership clubs... And the flag right the- now, with the financial situation, probably isn't the best use of funds. I think that was... And, and Rob Baxter said, and that testing capacity... This is the ...would be handed over to people who might be much more vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. I
2: mean, I, I don't know what tests they use for the RFU. Not the RFU, for, for Premier Rugby, sorry. But they have to be better than the tests that they use out, out in the community. They're flying these tests by helicopter to Northern Ireland, from what I understand. And there's a lab there which will process them. Uh, I think, actually, that lab has been... All right, I, I might be wrong here. I think that lab has been subcontracted, sub-contracted out by...
1: Yeah, it has.
2: Someone, yeah, someone, I'm, not, I'm not sure. It how has. It's,
1: it's, it's a private firm pitched for yeah. it. Other companies could pitch for it. But, yeah, basically, hundred nice. pre- premiership clubs pay 100 grand a week between them. Yeah. So in the they've spent, <sighs> since, since the restart of rugby, they've spent... 1.2 million? million pounds. Well, yeah. over a million pounds. God,
2: yeah, it's an, it's an incredible sum of money. I mean,
1: it's I, not... and and, it, and it's found, however, whatever number, but because they're yeah, so the, the numbers be... are
3: incredible. Because I, I, I get the yeah. report every week or, yeah. or twice a week when they're doing it. Um, There's an official Premiership report that comes out, yeah. and the, the numbers are generally between one and ten people out of about a thousand people yeah. that they it, test a week. St- I, uh, but, uh, but, but I think when it. you
1: look at the, the wider part, I think Rob Baxter's point was that. Because they're so um, conscious of of being able to fulfil their fixtures, particularly, I mean, it, Rob Baxter's got no reason to try and jeopardise Exeter being uh, taken out of a competition right now because they're in everything, yeah. like Cast had were for yeah. their for their three players that weren't that were isolated well, we from the seen squad. The
2: situation in we are not testing a single lad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What we're going to do is we get one lad. And he's going to be isolated on his own. We'll, we will I don't know how we'll feed him, but we're we'll lo- do Lock him in a cupboard. Yeah, Every, All 30 tests will be done on like one individual. <laughs> so and that's all we're doing.
3: For breakfast, lunch and dinner, he's got to wash it down with a bottle of Dettol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: and we'll do his tests. They go off. And I'll ask you boys, if you get any symptoms stay at home, but we're not getting kicked out of Europe, <laughs> maybe that's it.
1: <laughs> but I can see the point Rob Baxter was making. Hang on. Where is... James Short. Where's James Short?
2: <laughs> James Short is locked in <laughs> locked in a cupboard, <laughs> drinking Dettol. He's the fool guy. <laughs> Someone find me find out where James Short is right
0: now. There you go, man dear. who can do
1: that job
3: for sale now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ideal, ideal. You don't need to lock the door because you can't run away.
2: Yeah. I also, here's another lockdown thing, which is... It hasn't annoyed, It did annoy me, but now I'm kind of more on board with it. I had to coach touch rugby last night. Oh yeah, over Talk H. You're not,
1: normally pretty vocal about your. You, well, you're not. Are, you're touch. not allowed to do contact now. No.
2: Well, yes, yes. I think we are. Um, I don't know. The answer is nobody knows. The reason we're doing <laughs> touch is because we have an actual tournament. So
1: I we, thought how I thought you would have said i can 't be involved in this setup for the time being because i 'm so against touch rugby
2: i 'm so against it, right, and I was so um I, I, I viscerally against it because I just think eh, it teaches the wrong things and yada 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 and you know, effectively you know, well you know, it, it is what it is, but the reason I decided to take it seriously is because we are playing lots of other local sides, and frankly i don 't want talk hit 's name. Next to a load of losses, no matter what form of rugby it is, when we play Stockport or Ultram Kersal. By the way, we did lose those last week, Um, (laughs) and we beat Heaton Moor. I think, or you know, it doesn't really matter. The point is club club pride. So I got on the phone to a guy that I know um, who played for Great Britain or England Touch to talk about the rules of touch. And I've got to say, I was pleasantly surprised by you know learning about the. It doesn't mean I like it. But learning about, the, learning about the, in, the intricacies of touch is actually quite an intre- it's an incredibly cynical game. Massively cynical. Awesome. T-
1: yeah. Because you've got to seek contact on your terms. Yeah. I, that's what I don't like about it. People, people run towards you. When you're defending, people run towards you and reach out the ball to touch you yeah, with yeah. the ball to be touched. So you instigate the touch. I hate that. I really and, hate that. So it, this
2: is interesting. So there's a few things which he said to me and I thought, bloody hell, that's actually quite clever. So, one of the things is line speed. You know, when I think of line speed, I want to hit fail as hard as I, as hard as I can. Me? Yeah, you. You, you personally. <laughs> uh, so, I get off the line as quick as I can. and I want to generate as much power, as much force, blah, blah, blah. Accelerate into the target. Well, we touch. You basically want to take one or two fast steps. But there's no reason for you to go past that target because as soon as you touch them, there's a race that goes on, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. Is the race is I've got to get, put the ball down. My friend behind me has to pick the ball up. And I've got to get back. Get get back. Uh, the back,
3: defenders back, back have got to retreat five yards. Yeah, yeah. So
2: there's no getting beyond the line is an absolute joke. You don't want to do, do, do that at all. So you, your speed yeah. bang bang, and then slowly up. And here's another fascinating thing. Where do you think the defender retreats to if you make a touch?
3: The defender retreats to.
2: Yeah. So I just said to this guy, "Give me the absolute basics on touch defence. Um, where do you think the, the player retreats to?
3: The tackler.
2: The tackler, yeah. Uh,
3: the same five yards back.
2: Five yards back, but where? Uh,
3: directly
1: behind the tackle.
2: Tim, many advances behind...
1: Well, it's obviously not that, because, obviously not that no. because otherwise you wouldn't have asked the question. So no, I don't so know. So they
2: call it corner flagging. So what you do is you rush up. We don't rush up. Ba-bam. Two little steps. Touch. And then you corner flag. And the reason you corner flag is because... If you're, uh,
3: otherwise, there's a gap.
2: Yeah, you're transferring the space and the tired person sideways. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So as you're corner flagging, your two mates behind you will close that gap, and they will be the new defensive. Front. Jay, Jay,
1: I'm, I'm gonna. This, this, this is interesting. I'm just gonna say to you. The you of only a few weeks ago would be livid listening to the you now. (laughs) That is very true. Lockdown does very strange things. (laughs) Literally. Very strange things. But
2: like they are looking for penalties. They're not looking to score. If they're in there and off, they're looking for penalties. Only only looking for it. it. I must admit, some things are quite interesting. It is a coward's game. There's no choice about it. The idea you're just trying to milk the penalty. And, you know, you've got to I was going to
1: say, milking penalties and going, no, come back here, I want to be touched.
2: It's something, But it's something so despicable. It's like, I can't, it's so bad. It, it's like so, so, yeah, cost to playing football, isn't it? Yeah. It's so bad it's good.
1: Oh. It, it's the uge of rugby. Are, are, def- are defenders <laughs> trying not to touch? There
3: uh, are there are times if you find yourself like isolated or behind your line that you'd be... As in, if everyone else in oh, your yeah, defensive yeah. line is in front of you, the last thing you want to do is actually make the touch
1: because yeah. they've all got to retreat even no, further. Yeah, than there's no have. way to slow the ball down as a defender, is there? Well, that's a great question. Because can you just grab? Can, we, you, no. can you touch and grab you, you, for a you, second?
2: No, you can't. And I was considering this. Like, but you, totally,
3: could dummy, you could dummy tackle so that they start to put the ball down. Yeah, as in you go, go to reach out to make the tackle and then withdraw your hand at the yeah, last so second. A lot of
2: anticipation. So, so they've
3: already because the players once they once that touch happens, they're
1: instantly they're already the ball's on the floor. Kabaddi, yeah. we should play kabaddi. That's better. That's more. <laughs> at least where <laughs> <at least laughs> when the contact happens, it's uh, it's full on.
2: I've got to say, if I just park all of my bias, there are some very interesting things <laughs> that, things that happen in touch. It it doesn't replace rugby in any way. It's a sport in its own right. It's a very good sport. In it's own right once you understand that it is quite interesting. It does break my heart that you know I'm teaching my, my, my team who are so good at lineups and so good at the, thing, the things that we do to you know deconstruct and play touch. It's just it just doesn't work. It's like having a great football team and then you know taking to play basketball. Are
1: they enjoying it because that's the main thing, They're I are, guess. Actually, okay, they are, they well, on. that's good.
2: And just one more thing on touch, they are continuously. Substituting people because you don't, it, the work rate yeah, the is it unbelievable. Is, actually. It is
1: unbelievable fitness. Yeah,
2: the fitness and touches, I think, far beyond what you find in actual 15s.
3: And you don't need to carry around 120 kgs. Well, it's of, totally, it's of, totally uh, different weight. fitness, isn't
1: it?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, com- it's completely it's different. It's just game. running fitness. It's, yeah, there's no need for There's the no hitting running.
1: the deck, getting back up.
2: No, I wonder if it'd be better if there was, though.
1: There's no, mm. there's no isometric, like, re- grappling type.
2: No, it's, Things, all... it's all just
1: running back and forward. And there are some,
2: you know, skill-wise. I mean, I don't think skills really can came... Your wingers have got to be your slowest guys. And the reason you got to have your slowest guys on the wing is because you, if you want to just de- deploy all of your speed through the middle, mm. it's, the opp- it's the opposite. So your wingers have just got to be guys that catch the ball and put it. Sorry, Tim, you look at your phone, You're so bored. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm,
1: I'm. And they never? I'm, it's just making me. It's just making me think again. Like, yeah. why can't we bloody play rugby? other sports are playing laws, and laws, other yeah but other sports are playing right now and um jeez it's just uh it's, it's just getting me down the the lack of crowds the lack of rugby it's
2: uh, it's tragic it's absolutely tragic yeah. and no one you know no one's feeling it more than the guys that are, you know still going down and training and i'm not i wonder how long training's going to last now When well, the Knights are draw are, 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 are drawing in there's and nothing got, to look forward to yeah, on Saturday when you've not
3: got a certain finish. Yeah, if if you had, we know that first of January or first of February, whenever it is, if you've got that that target mind, there's light at the end of You're the gonna, tunnel. You can focus on it. Uh,
1: I, I, th- I think the emphasis has got to be on finding ways to to, to just make training fun I mean, and, yeah. and and vary it. So uh, coaches just turn up with something completely out of the blue, a new. Uh game what well, one this this like for example this one one game i remember every now and again and i the when i was a uh, teacher and used to coach the first team every time i'd bust out this little game they f- I absolutely bloody loved it and it only happened rarely but it was one where was it was it five a side football yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <50-a-side rugby. laughs> you, you could you could pa- you could pass in you could pass in any direction there were there, there were different balls going at different times there was two little places where you could catch the ball in to score. Anyway, there was all sorts of things going on. It was constantly moving, really aerobic. There to keep an eye out. And they, and they bloody loved it. So just, yeah, I think that it's good, it's, good, it's a big test of coaches. Yeah, it is. This period. Definitely.
2: Although, do you know what I really enjoy? I really enjoy reading through. There's a certain school of coaching where everything's positive. i just reading through it and you know, point, pointing out these you know, these little holes in all, um, in all the theories. Not least the theory that, you can't always be positive all the time. Can you you? Can, you sure. can
1: always be constructive.
2: Not necessarily. There's not always. You know. I mean. Look. Humans have a range of emotions. Well, you no.
1: Know, you can. All, you can always be constructive. You can yeah. say. You can say. Yeah. You're. You, you can think that guy's handling is absolute bobbins, and, and you can you can pull him aside and go right. We're, um, we're going to focus on left-handed so passing. Left-handed passing today. And a guy once,
2: yeah. and, and he still plays. And he still plays. He, he still plays, plays for us. Great player. Um and he kept on dropping the ball. So went right, everyone stopped, blew the whistle, and you know that drill where you have two lines, uh, it's two lines of three facing each other, and you uh, pass, pop, pass, pass, and then you spin round and pass, pop, pass. Well, I made him pass the ball and receive the ball from every member of the team just just doing just just doing shuttles until he had dirty passes. went right, do you understand now to catch and pass? Yes. And, and, and then went back. Singled so, him out and shamed him. Yeah. And overnight? We're not going to start again until.
1: Yeah.
2: Stop, uh, stop! Johnny's going to catch the ball. Sorry, Johnny. Uh, Johnny's going to catch the ball like 30 times. Pop, 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 pop. Happy now? Good. Off we go. How many mistakes were there? Uh, in the pop, popping drill, not many, actually. Mm. But yeah, it's always. it's always The more senior a player, the more you should be on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, humans have a range of emotions, right? And to only use a handful of them seems ridiculous. Positivity. Yeah, positive. One one guy here, yeah, they on Twitter said, "Coach." By the way, most of the coaching stuff on Twitter is excellent. I mean, they really are. If you follow someone like Russell Earnshaw, um, brilliant. Uh, there's a guy at self called Jet Hall, really, really good. You know, there are really, really good things to be had there. But it's always, always positive. And I believe that you know, in things like blanket, blanket, blanket punishment. Um, what was I about to say then? Oh yeah, someone requested uh, things we should see in rugby, and one of them was quiet sidelines. I thought that is nuts. I know. I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say non-abusive sidelines.
3: Yeah, not the parents not screaming at.
2: But actually, they're wrong. You don't want quiet sidelines. You want bustling, busy sidelines with activity on and people having a good time and being supportive. You don't want quiet sidelines. That's absolute nonsense. Yeah, that is nonsense. But anyway, you know, and it had a little you know emoji tick next to it. It's like no, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. So
3: I can see the. I, I don't think from what you described. I don't think you're trying to say this, but I can see the benefit in incredibly clear instructions and concise instructions from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Like if when you're playing if someone tries to give you five points about yeah. what your opposite man is doing, what their tactic is, what your positioning is, your next move, like if, if you try and get too give too much information in that situation, yeah. that is an absolute disaster. You've got or, to have incredibly yeah. concise one okay. point
1: or, or if you if you're constantly telling people what to do and they're reacting to it, then they're never learning to make decisions on the field. Like uh, my, my perspective as a coach, what, what the times I uh, coached the team, is uh, my work was done, it, even uh, yeah, like, before yeah. match day, and it, even to the point where it was like, I, I wasn't the sort of coach, and I don't believe in, in going in there five minutes before and trying to G him up. It's like, no, 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 my, my job's done, and hopefully I've given you all the all The context and all the information and all the ability to be able to make the right decisions on the I field.
2: Know, I, I, I'm mixed on that. I mean, I'm not going to change their strategy, but I am going to tell them that you know this team doesn't respect them and that they all hate us. Shame, them up. I'll give you a great shame game, right? So, I think shame is a really important one. So, um, you basically make a team defend for as long as you want, and then if they miss a tackle, if someone misses a tackle, you blow a whistle, the game stops. Uh, the attack can do whatever they want. They can get in a huddle and talk, or do whatever they want. The defence: everyone has to get down and do five burpees, except for the guy who missed the tackle, because you're not allowed to work whilst your mates are working. You've, you've already missed a tackle, and the only way that you're going to get out of this, right, is to watch your mates work. So you stand up and you cap, cap, and then you count your mates doing burpees. And then once that, once your mates are finished, we will start again. And it is amazing, right, how quickly people stop missing tackles. I like that. Yeah, it's dead easy. Often, often in lineup practice, we always have uh, three or four guys spare. But the, you drop the ball
1: three uh, times. yeah. The, the problem. Come the come pro- the, uh, yeah, I, I get. I get what you're doing. The problem is, what if you just have an amazing attacker, and there's no difference? Well, because so, cause it's not because that, that suggests that every tackle is makeable, and and every time you miss it, it's incompetence. Well, I haven't
2: told you the entire story there. So you start the game with um, a bit of shame, the shame game. And you'd start with the first few tackles being missed, of doing the burpees or whatever the punishment is, Um, and that individual doing nothing, standing there, you know, experience the 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 shame. But then you progress it to say, but if your mate then makes the next tackle, you know, you don't uh, you don't you don't have to do it. So what you do is you develop it from just being focused on one person. To be focused on actually, it's not just about you, it's about your mate wanting to help you too. Do you then
3: double the fines if you're, if there's two people in I an should opportunity? Be really,
2: should do real. If there's
3: two consecutive missed tackles.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so if you miss it, but your mate gets it for you, then you're kind of off the hook.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so it's just those times where, like, someone's busting a gut to desperately try and they make, a, they make an effort to try and get there and they just clip the, they clip his heel but yeah. don't manage to bring him down. Oh,
2: and I'm going, stop! I think you can levy any sort of physical, I mean, if any sort of fine or physical punishment or shame or whatever it is. If there is a mistake made and you've made a very clear effort to coach this thing and it requires no skill. So if we play a game and, for instance, you get tackled and you have to put your chest on the floor, bounce back up and you don't put your chest on the floor that's required no skill you've just been lazy so you know everyone can go go go, go running the important thing is to punish punish the person's mates so not punish him
3: I, I h- hate that um, shortcut taking yeah like there's um, a lad in Sedgley who would repeatedly not hit the line you know when you're doing like backwards and forward drills and yeah. you not hit the line and it would drive me mad because it's that's a penalty you're giving away. Yeah. That's a penalty that you're giving away. That's a penalty you're giving away. Stop doing it. And, you're and letting your teammates down. The reason I,
2: I coach like this because I know that I, a player like me needs to be told and told off and disciplined continuously to do anything. Otherwise, you know, you, you know, give me, a, give me some rope. I'll <laughs> well, <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be
3: missing all those, uh, all those lines. Yeah. Giving those so penalties AD away. Eddie
2: Gardner, not Eddie Gardner. That was your mate, uh, Jamie, Jamie Peacock. Is he Leeds?
1: Who's uh, Who's a big holiday yeah. in Leeds. Is yeah, Jimmy,
2: Jimmy Peacock. Jimmy Peacock, right? Yeah, the, the prop. England, yeah, that, England, England, that, England prop. that was his thing. He's like, if I, if we run to cones and you miss the cone by half a foot every time and we do I do a 100 shuttles and you extrapolate that those shuttles over every training session, over every week, over every month, over every year, over every season, how many miles of work have you missed? Yeah. How many miles of effort have you not put in? Have you
1: let your mates down? Yeah. Because that's that's what it is when it comes down to that. But, that, the but you're right. That, of and, but that's when it's most powerful. If if what one of the, if like a senior player or one of the some of the players are, are setting the standard number yeah. one and and enforcing the standard like that's not good enough.
2: That that's an Owen Farrell thing. Owen Farrell's is yeah. renowned as a nightmare if you're late for training or if you're on time for training, you're late.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lombardi time.
2: Yeah it's an absolute nightmare and it doesn't really matter who it is Von or whoever it is they get yeah.
3: it I can imagine Farrell really sets the standards yeah really demands absolute perfection in everyone yeah. and gets incredibly frustrated if anyone
1: is not perfect you don't at have all to times. Yeah. yeah, it
2: might not work well with kids it works great with adults and yeah I, I can, can imagine
1: I can imagine adults and, and and the more competent the more effective yeah. It yeah is. Yes. Yes. especially if yeah. you're
3: if you're don't full you... time professional getting paid big bucks to play rugby like There should be high standards set up on you.
2: Yeah, one of the wasps, one of the wasps players, about three years ago, was explaining what wasps training was like, and he said it was brutal. If you missed, if you dropped the ball, it's like, mate, do you fancy catching the next ball? Like, and that, it was sarcastic. It was you, know, you don't, you, you were scared to make any kind of error. <laughs> but it, sound, it sounded like fun. It sounded like great <laughs> fun. St. Helens apparently exa- exactly the same. Like uh, they they had a sports psychologist who came away from St Helens going I don't don't know how you guys function like you're so horrible to each other on a <laughs> constant basis but they are one of the best rugby teams you know, on the planet yeah, at the time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fear shame are interesting they're interesting things they, they 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 have a place but I I think the not co- with your third team not with kids not with your third team exactly <laughs> and I think that's probably where the uh, and going back to the quiet sidelines and stuff and. I think that's, the, that's all where... I think those are the type of people that could stray away from rugby. Like Quality players are going to do it, whatever. They might just find a different club. Or, but yeah. but the, there is, I think yeah. the players that these guys are thinking about are the ones that we might lose. And it's bearing just, in mind this current situation, we need to keep every yeah. single rugby it's player we can. It's
2: weird culture they have, removing scores and competitiveness and
1: support. And just, oh, the, the, well, the, I can tell you, the kids r- keep score. Yeah, I, I, I they, they, do. they know who won not, yeah. they know who won the game like taking equal playing taking Louis to mini rugby they know who won the game equal playing time it which baffles me why do they all deserve equal
2: playing time what if they don't want to play equal playing time what if one kid really doesn't want to play and another kid really wants to play he really really I wants think to they play. probably have that
1: lee- they probably have that leeway but it just it disincentivizes the coaches who would prioritise winning over individual development at mini-rugby level, say, for example, and could, so would just play the best players could, and, could, and give two minutes to the guy who's not very good.
2: But can't you just use your... Can't you just use your mouse? Like, Well, a lot. He,
1: some coaches can't, no. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> no. then, you know, there's parents use your mouse to remove that coach. I mean, I don't think... These are not insurmountable problems. I don't, I don't like hard and fast guidelines to exactly how you should coach people and uh, the standards which you should set to be... If quote, you think about,
1: the about them as principles, not rules then I think they feel a bit better, which is, the, the principle of that is, um, everyone deserves an equal opportunity.
2: Well, my favourite thing, it, when I was doing Rugby Ready, which is the RFU's you know, entry-level coach, when they used to have um, community, uh, community coaches, was they give you two, basically, um, contradicting scenarios. One is, well, the kids all have boots, but one brings trainers, what, what do you do? Um, well, I would say that, that kid doesn't play and he learns his lesson and brings boots next time. Or he slides around on trainers. The actual answer to that is everyone should then go and train, change, in, change into
1: trainers. Bollocks. Hang on. What I the thought you were going to say, the, the, the only element I would say to that is you have a little word, like, check that it isn't this kid's from a really poor family yeah, and can't yeah, afford boots and, yeah. and are there any spare ones in the clubhouse? Yeah, everyone's yeah. Got a But of all, all of that, that, for goodness sake, yeah. but saying so, everyone wears trainers, Bollocks.
2: So then the next question is, like, what if a, a kid has glasses? And I can't remember what the answer is, but if I was to use the answer from the, your last question, do I not just give all the kids glasses? Like, is, <laughs> is that not the only logical the only logical answer here? I, I keep a store of glasses?
3: No, you take the kids...
2: Well, I say the kids gla- glasses? glasses off?
3: Yeah, you take glasses off him, but you put glasses on to everyone else so, that, so that everyone <laughs> has equally bad <laughs> eyesight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, he has clear frames so he doesn't feel left out, though.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. wears clear frames.
2: Like, don't waste my time with this nonsense. <laughs> what was the answer
1: to that? The second one, I
2: can't remember. I can't. Remember. I just remember them going back to back. Like, I, I know like, what I'm gonna write. He,
1: he wears the glasses, but no one is allowed to touch him.
2: yeah something like who knows? Who, who knows what nonsense they came up with? But I mean, it's not you know, as an adult looking at the kids. You should. You don't need to pass a test. <laughs>
1: it's ludicrous. Yeah. It's, they, these they're all they're they're rules made for the the exception, not for the rule, aren't they? They're, 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 do you know what they are? They're, they're principles brought, brought in to protect from the one idiot. No, no.
2: They are rules to keep players in the game who otherwise would leave and become rugby, um, rugby bloggers. That's <laughs> what it is. They weren't nice to me in the past. I don't like the physical con- con- uh, contact all the dedication, yes. all the physicality. Well, therefore, I went away.
1: Think about on. it like that. Ima- imagine how many fewer rugby blogs and and, <laughs> and various other things we'd have if they brought these l- rules in sooner.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Maybe these stricter. No, because that'd be more bloggers. No, yeah, we you do have need more bloggers be... playing
3: rugby and fewer no rugby, no right. we need to be more
2: accepting because the last thing we need is more bloggers <laughs> the last thing lazy well, particularly
1: bloggers. at the minute lazy bloggers that that sound like they hate rugby <laughs> <laughs> But anyway Enough.
3: yeah let's Enough. not go down that rabbit hole let's not
1: go down that rabbit hole uh just enjoy the last uh weekend of the regular premiership season for to the seven clubs that have nothing on the line yeah and the five that really do um as we build up to a crescendo of a season we'll be back on Sunday of course hit subscribe in your feed he's at jbeardmore on Twitter and uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye out for your replies to the RFU and such uh, at the minute by the sound of it <laughs> <laughs> and your general Covid uh, tweets yeah. I, I haven't tweeted for a couple of weeks now good so. well done um, and I'm at Cocker but I'm not really <laughs> doing anything there Phil's lurking uh, The was play